creative project is like a marathon. But if you saw me, you would instantly know that I have never run a marathon in my life. Join me as I embark on a pseudo-marathon, a journey to create 365 podcasts, one a day for an entire year. Good evening, MJ here. Just before I forgot to do this before I went to bed early because I'm tired AF. Uh, Still like crazy here and feel like hibernating. I mean, I feel like hibernating all the time anyway, but that just makes it worse. I have today's prompt, which I know I didn't share with you last time. I actually did have to. I was upstairs and then I had to go back upstairs just for this friggin' book. So that's how much I love doing this, I guess. Made me go up the stairs twice. Well, like once. Once more than I had to. Alright, day 31. Make a path for people to follow and invite people to try it out. Mm-hmm. That sounds super podcasty. I'm going to get all over that. This podcast inspired me to daydream a bit about um, something that I once used to do and used to think I would do for a long time. And I might start again here this upcoming year. I grew up on a piece of land that is adjacent to acres and acres and acres of crown land. Uh, Crown land is still owned by the government. It's not used for development or anything. Uh, Most of the stuff near me is still covered in trees as I live in the northern boreal forest. Thank you, grade 8 teacher, for drilling that in. Uh, Sometimes crown land is leased as, as a grazing land or other things, but at the end of the day, it's, it still belongs to the government. I think it's fantastic. I mean, Canada, low population, a lot of land. I think it's really important to protect larger masses of land from, from development. Um, development that interferes with nature. I mean, you see what has happened in places like the United Kingdom, where they began to clear-cut huge forests and how it altered the climate and the topography and all those things. So I I think it's super valuable. Uh, one thing about growing up out here, though, is just... I mean, some people call it isolation. I call it peace. There's nobody that that lives in that direction for a very long time. I could travel west for hours if I were able to just plow through this crown land and not come across anybody and that's pretty spectacular when I was about 12 um, my dad got horses he had grown up with them and I had ridden occasionally but not uh, not significantly however we got a few and we started riding and I really took to it. Not long after that, my dad found what would turn out to be the best horse I'd ever owned in my life and ever will own, I imagine. Um, so she, uh, her and I and my dad and on whatever doorknob he was riding would travel on these, um, this, this crown land for, for miles. You know, we'd go out for a trail ride. We wouldn't come across any ATVs or people. 
the only thing we had to watch for was in the in the fall and winter to make sure we were visible in case there were hunters out there but even then it wasn't hugely likely it was just a smart precaution so um a lot of the land interestingly enough does have um paths swathed through it like the, through the forest so this is when they did the surveying of the land ages and ages ago they um cut big straight lines through it and then they pretty much left it like that's how they surveyed the land and and mapped it and they've left it i think once in a while maybe they go to clear it up but not very often and that that kind of helped you find a path with your horse some of the some of the woods are quite dense so riding through all of this was so peaceful and a great way to explore myself. If you listen to, I don't know, it's maybe episode two where I um, bust open my hoo-ha. It was on these trails that I was given a second split there. But I was so comfortable growing up out there that it, it wasn't being out there that was the problem. It was just more maybe not thinking through an emergency plan. Um, at some point, my dad, I mean, he'd become busy. But even if he wasn't, I had a friend who was my age who lived nearby. And she would bring her horse over and we would ride back there and just go and go. And, you know, we knew a lot of those trails like the back of our hand. I used, I began to dream of, you know when I became older, setting up a trail riding business or something out here because it's so natural, barely touched, you know, and and that's quite the experience. I mean, you see a lot of trails that trail riding is set up or even just any nature areas are so pounded down by visitors. And that was something I once dreamed about. But, you know, as you get older as you, and you hit that age in your life where you start to realize what the word liability means and <laughs> insurance and all that, I, I began to realize that that wasn't really a realistic goal. Uh, plus, there's an expense in, in making sure you have enough horses that are capable of tolerating new riders and all that. And, and um, too big of a scope for me, to be honest. But I did imagine making a path for people to follow, you know, like they could even bring their own horses or, you know, you'd flag it, mark it. And even though it's crown land, as long as you don't disturb it, um, it's it's available for recreational use. And that's all it would be. I guess if I opened a business and, and rode on it on purpose, maybe that would become commercial use. So I don't know. See, being an adult kind of sucks. <laughs> Takes the wind out of your sails. Uh when I got a little older, I didn't go back there as much, but I tried, and I remember um, riding out there in the deep snow one time, because the snow still falls quite deep on the cut lines, and the horse I was riding, we were just foolishly galloping down the, the cut line, and the horse did a somersault, and I face-planted into the snow. I mean, I was okay, but it was... It was a sign, though, that the the trails were changing. I mean, even in a short amount of time between the weather and them continuing to be untouched, we'd have large areas of overgrowth, a lot of uh, windfall, because the forest was reaching that age uh, where the wind would knock over the dead trees. 
I mean, even when I was younger, there were paths that we never went down because, especially my friend and I, we'd try to explore and we'd find areas where we just could not get through unless we had a chainsaw or something. So we would find find other ways. I imagine if I went out there now that I would barely be able to find a path. I remember this one particularly twisty kind of path that followed a little ravine, not a straight cut line. And uh, the last time I was up there was at least five years ago, and it was beginning to grow over. So I wonder if I could even find it again. At some point, um, the trails were freshened up a little bit because they did a gigantic seismic um, exploration through the crown land just to see if they could find oil or gas under any of it. And actually, I... I mean, the nice part was that they freshened up some of the trails for us. The downside is you you didn't want them to discover, like, oil or gas in this untouched wilderness. Because then what? You know, they have to build roads to some of it, and I think it would really destroy it. So, who knows? Maybe one day I'll make a path out there for others to follow on foot, on quad on horseback but for now you just uh, followed the path I made with my words so so nostalgic thank you MJ for that little ditty about following paths I still I still think I'm going to have to do some sort of category thing where it's like, oh, is this a nostalgic episode? Is this a ranting episode? Is this a silly episode? <laughs> like, I'm gonna apologize for the one last night. It was a little out of hand. On another note, I was so happy because I got a notification from Amazon that my microphone came in. And they are like, we tried to deliver it, but you weren't home. And there's two things wrong with that. A... Bullshit, I was home all day. And B, they don't try to deliver to my home. They go, we have, I have a post office box. So, I mean, just say, like, oh, it's here. Come get it when you can. The roads are too bad for me to go get it today, but hopefully Monday. And then we can have some better sound quality. All right. Oh, I gotta read tomorrow's prompt. I almost, oh, almost forgot. That actually has been helpful for the most part, so I probably should keep doing it. So tomorrow would be day 32. Day 32. Make something ephemeral. Oh, oh God. Can you create something using a material that will dissipate quickly? Like soap bubbles, smoke, butter on a griddle, or cream and coffee? Like, oh, Jesus. I find, like, I'm going to have some... I'm not chickening out. I'm just going to come across... I'm already on day... Like, that's day 32. It's like, really? Anyway... So be it. See you tomorrow. Follow me on Twitter at 50 Geeks Freed. Good night. <laughs>